0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christian Rodriguez and this will be a full moon forecast coming up in about a week. (laughs) So I caught myself again. Um, I stay so busy. I just never know what day it is or what's happening anymore. So bear with me for these next like 15 months or so. Um, and thank you so much for everyone who listens to the podcast and enjoys it and listens again. Um, you all are the best and this is what I'm doing it for. I really appreciate knowing that someone somewhere is getting something out of this. So thank you. Okay. So this full moon coming up is going to be on March 20th, 2019, at about 7.30 p.m., and it's going to depend on where you are in the world, but here in Austin, Texas, on March 20th, 2019, it's going to happen around 7.30 p.m., and the moon is going to be in Uttara Falguni, Uttara Falguni Nakshatra. And so if you've listened to previous podcasts, there are the signs that the moon is in, and then there is the Nakshatra, which is getting even more specific. And so this sign is actually going to be in the final degrees of Leo and the beginning degrees of Virgo. So it's actually in the cusp. And to be even more specific, it's going to be from about 26 degrees in Leo to about 10 degrees in Virgo. So straddling the cusp in the Nakshatra, Uttara. Falguni, which also represents the later half of the bed. So we've talked about um, various nakshatras and their levels of intensity. And this one is a little bit more laid back. We were talking about the funeral cot, I believe on the last podcast. This is not as dismal or intense. This is a much more laid-back nakshatra. It's a much more friendly and open nakshatra. Um, Uttara Falguni is actually known for being beautiful and lovely, kind, striving for communion, wanting to be with other people, wanting to coexist, wanting to serve others. It's a really wonderful time to begin things. If there's new activity that you've wanted to try or a project that you're wanting to start, um, this sign is very auspicious. It can also show a bit of codependency or tendency to lean on other people because it is a very friendly sign. Um, And it does want to serve others, and it is very other-oriented. And so there can be a tendency to feel like they need to be with somebody. That being said, during this full moon, maybe you feel especially clingy. Maybe you're really wanting to be with the people that you love. Maybe you are finding yourself focused on other people or consumed with other people's issues or problems or lives in general. And that's completely normal. And now you know that maybe there is a reason for it. And as many of you know, if you follow me on social media, I am a social worker. So all of this, please, I'm going to premise it with, I I don't have an agenda. (laughs) This is just what the nakshatra means. Um, This is a very auspicious time to volunteer. This is a very auspicious time to give to charity to do service to others. If you've been wanting to get involved in doing charity work or donating to a charity, you've been having um, the desire to get more involved, it's a great time. This full moon is such an auspicious time for that because this nakshatra is so service-oriented. It's also a wonderful time to get married or propose or begin a relationship. Um, And of course, there's a lot of other things going on astrologically that you'll always want to consider depending on your, on your chart and your moon sign and all of that good stuff. Generally speaking, it'd be a good time for your relationships and, um, maybe taking it to the next level or making a new commitment. This sign is extremely loyal. They're extremely reliable and generous It is between Leo and Virgo, and so we think about Leo, and they're extremely noble and loyal and charismatic. Then we think about Virgo, and they're healers and service-oriented, so it's kind of combining some of those two together. Um, It is a wonderful time to do administrative work, and it's also a really great time, as I was speaking about a moment ago with Virgo being a healer, it's a great time to alleviate the suffering of others. And so maybe you are wanting to get involved in a charity. Maybe you want to do acts of service for your family, or maybe your partner has been needing something and you would like to serve them in that way by hanging some pictures or fixing a cabinet or making dinner to make their life a little bit easier. It could be a good time to notice if you are feeling codependent or if you are feeling especially attached. And none of this is good or bad. It's just something to be aware of and to bring light to. And so... K2 and Saturn, there are two different ways of measuring this. And in some measurements and some practices of astrology, Saturn and K2 are not yet conjoined. In another method, they have conjoined since the sixth. And so I follow the mean method. And so Saturn and K2 are conjunct. Um, so if you felt this big shift of energy, if maybe you felt annoyed or under pressure or stress, maybe things just, you experienced a little bit of an upheaval that can be seen by Saturn and K2. Saturn and K2 are also in the sign of Sagittarius. That is a fire sign. Um, Unfortunately, something that many astrologers were predicting was that there were going to be a lot of fires or explosive activity, especially in the month of July. And as we've seen this UN airplane has crashed recently um, after Saturn and K2 conjunct. And it's extremely unfortunate and extremely sad. And I just, I have my fingers crossed that we don't see any more things like that though. There are a lot of indicators that more um, explosive activity may take place. More fires may take place, etc. So just be watching for that. Be really careful. Something that I've been telling people is don't travel in July. So if you have any long distance plans in July, be very careful, please. On March 20th, K2 and Venus will also, or excuse me, Venus will be in the sign of Capricorn. Venus has been the sign of Capricorn. So it's still a good time to really take your relationship seriously, see it from a realistic perspective, trying not to put rose colored glasses on anybody against their will. Sometimes I think we have a tendency to over romanticize things or try to build somebody up in our mind. And so we're kind of setting other people up for failure when we do that. And it's not really, they don't volunteer that. We impose that upon them. So seeing humans as humans, allowing them to have human experiences, accepting them as humans, right? Expecting human activity. Um, I think it's just beneficial for everybody. It's beneficial for us because We aren't putting pressure on people, and we aren't having unrealistic expectations, and it's good for other people because it liberates them and allows them to be human. So, just something to think about. The sun is in the sign of Pisces. So for all of you people following Vedic astrology, the sun will officially be in the sign of Pisces. Mercury's been retrograding. So, Mercury made its way into Pisces, which we are talking about. When Mercury is in Pisces, it's confused because Mercury is being rational and organizing and logical. And once in the sign of Pisces, which is like a dreamer and a shifter, mover, water sign, it gets a little bit confused. It's it's technically debilitated. Mercury went retrograde and now it's in the sign of Aquarius on March 20th. So it retrograded back a sign. When Mercury is retrograding, it can cause technical issues, communication issues, um, your car to break down, your computer to stop working. For me personally, I've noticed that it causes verbal communication issues, and it causes like computer and printer issues, which is horrible. <laughs> Nothing is worse than a printer that isn't working, um, when you need it to. But so that's just something to watch out for. It's, you know, once you're aware of it and you start following when Mercury is retrograding, you begin noticing these things. So just keep an eye out. It's pretty fascinating stuff. So, but Mercury is in the sign of Aquarius, which maybe it could make you want to speak a little bit less, or maybe it makes you want to speak about these more outlandish, mystical things like UFOs or conspiracies or underground occult things. Once it goes into Pisces, it's, kind of similar. It's going to make you want to discuss, maybe you want to discuss your dreams or maybe you want to discuss astrology or more um, like ethereal, dreamlike discussions. Discussions around topics that aren't necessarily discussed in higher learning like college. You know, like you're not going to walk into a college classroom and start talking about astrology or yoga or your dreams. So all of those more like taboo or less acknowledged topics can be seen with Mercury in Pisces. And of course, when the sun is in Pisces, it's it, it is a full moon on March 20th. And so that means that the sun and the moon are opposing one another. And so depending on where the sun is in your chart, it could mean that you are feeling especially connected. If you practice yoga, if you practice spirituality, if you practice kundalini, it could mean that you're feeling especially connected, that you are revamped and following a spiritual path. Now, if you're not, it could feel a little bit more confusing. Like... Maybe you are wanting to feel more connected or maybe you're being inspired by things that you weren't inspired by before. For instance, you read a quote or you see an image and you feel inspired and you're like, huh, I never really knew I resonated with this in that way. Pisces can be really good for that. So Rahu is in the sign of Gemini. I have a lot of friends with moon in Gemini. So this can be a really interesting time. If you have moon in Gemini or other strong planets in Gemini, having Rahu move over them can cause some interesting things to happen. Um, it could make, depending on where it is in your chart, it could make your career begin to go really well. It could, um, if it's in your seventh house, your relationships may take a little bit of a strain or maybe you start dating around a lot more. And this is kind of a can of worms, so I don't want to go into it too deeply. But it is something to keep an eye on. So just to wrap up everything, Moon is in Uttara Falguni, which is between Virgo and Leo, and Saturn and Ketu are now in the sign of Sagittarius, with Rahu being in the sign of Gemini. Mercury is retrograding in the sign of Aquarius. The sun will be in Pisces. Mars is in Aries. Jupiter is in Scorpio. And Venus is in Capricorn. And so I'm going to talk more about all of this in future podcasts and get more specific. I know this is a full moon forecast, and I kind of went on a tangent about other things. So thanks for, for bearing with me. If you want a personal reading and learning more about how all of this will affect your personal life, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit my website, innerknowing.yoga and follow astrology's now very own Instagram, astrology now underscore podcast. All right, everyone, thank you so much and happy stargazing.